Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Dr. Kid, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. Finally. Here we go, guys. Ugh. I'm so excited. This Finally has been, uh, came to this. This, is, this one's been a, a couple years in the making now, yeah. this episode. Well, uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. We are Talking Movies, as we do on this podcast. Thank you for joining Thank us. You. Thank you. Uh, this week, we are uh, starting a two-parter. Yes. One that we've known was coming. We've known. <laughs> and like I said, this has been in the works for two years, because two years ago, we saw It. Yes. In the theater. Stephen King's It. I don't Stephen know. Is it, does it say we Stephen saw. King's in the title of the movie? No, that's how the uh, miniseries. That's started. how the miniseries definitely does. But uh, It is probably one of the most famous kind of horror properties that came out of Stephen King's work, especially in the eighties. Definitely uh, the most. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the most <laughs> famous like the horror most, author's most famous story is for basically me. It's, what the, it it's is, one right? of these informal opinions. That uh, I don't have the facts to back me up uh-huh. on this. I don't have some, any uh, diagrams. Making I'm making them some hands right now. Yeah, I'm, I am I'm making <laughs> some theory. I, uh, from personal experience, mm-hmm. I have more peers that were really scared by Pennywise than uh, than most other Stephen King movies. Right. This is like in my circle. This has kind of more of a legendary Stephen King feel to it than some of the other lesser stuff it's classic stephen king uh and and i think in a lot of ways because it's about childhood trauma and uh it's about relatable issues and then it's also the most insane horror stuff you could ever imagine yeah thrown in on top of that uh, this is this is a really important franchise uh to me just because the pro- a property because it was so much of my gateway that original miniseries was the first truly terrifying hmm. experience uh, when I felt old enough that scaring was important. I got scared at stuff like Ghostbusters when I was, you know, sure. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But four-year-olds are those just dogs dumb are, babies. Those dogs are scared. Yeah, they're yeah, just they dumb, scary. stupid babies. <laughs> By the time I saw It on TV, I was nine. Hmm. So fear was like, I had more of a palpable sense of my fear. I was I, I knew more things. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I saw the miniseries. You know, when it came out, I I was only uh, what that was 1990. Yeah. So the book was written in the late 80s, mid 80s, mid 80s, yeah, like 85, 86. Uh, the miniseries with Tim Curry as Pennywise the Clown, mm-hmm. which is one of the iconic kind of Tim Curry roles. Big time. And and Pennywise, you know, really is uh, the the killer clown is everything to do with Pennywise mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah it's uh, I don't know if that's the it's not maybe the origin of the killer clown John Wayne Gacy was doing it long before <laughs> Pennywise but, Gacy did it already uh, you know it's definitely uh, been one of those things where it's pioneer John Wayne if you know Gacy. anything about Stephen King it's the movie with the killer clown right it's like yeah the one it's, thing. it's it just very iconic for something that yeah. was especially only for much of its run a TV movie property right Def, you could make a case that it is the most revered TV movie from mm. from the era of 
especially TV horror. It felt like the it, most famous. You look back on it, it felt like it was one of the biggest productions. Maybe it was uh-huh. a two nighter. You know, uh, it's an epic story. It's a bestseller. I mean, I read it as a kid. I, I <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to remember now how, how I got into Stephen King, but it was this for me. Um, it was uh, short stories for me first, and then oh, yeah. uh, nightmares and dreamscapes. Couple and, uh, of yeah, that was the one I think, yeah. and then a couple of shorter novels. And this was the first big one that I read, mm-hmm. and I was probably twelve. Like, what was I doing with that book? I know. So I this is why I have such a connection to Stephen King and especially the It miniseries, just because, uh, as I've probably brought up before on this, we've got almost 20 episodes under our belts. You guys know a little bit about our histories. That's true. But uh, More than we'd like you to know. But Yeah, yeah we've, we, we reveal too much. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen King was so important to me growing up because my household was really non-horror. Mm-hmm. My parents both do not like horror movies. Yeah. They get scared very easily. <laughs> my dad couldn't handle The Walking Dead. Like, he'd have nightmares. Mm-hmm. My current AARP-eligible father has zombie nightmares. Like, that's a Frady cat. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry dad. dad. But uh, <laughs> You're weak. <laughs> You're weak. So we just didn't... Re- I remember my dad saying the same thing about Alien. Yeah, my he couldn't alien, alien was he had scared that was the movie. I think we have talked about yes, this. Yes, we have. Alien gave my dad nightmares but no, and ruined horror. Movies. Had the similar thing where it was. So a, we didn't rent them. It was a very strict household for me growing up, so I wasn't watching horror movies. But somehow I was allowed to read horror stories. So we yeah we didn't rent horror movies when we would do our weekly video store run, <laughs> but if it was on TV. They would watch them. Okay. It's like, oh, we'll watch this TV production. Sure. And so we would How watch TV horror movies, and that was the only horror movie that I was getting. So I, my entry to horror was the TV horror movies like uh, Trilogy of Terror, which got replayed a lot okay. in the years with Karen Black. That kind of was early nightmare material. And then there's <laughs> nice. other movies like The Midnight Hour uh, that gave me nightmares, even though I watch it now and it's a musical comedy. <laughs> so that's embarrassing. There you go. I dumb, don't know if I know that dumb one. Dumb babies. It was more obscure. It's never gotten a DVD release. Okay. So, and thankfully, it wasn't Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. If I'd seen that when I was a kid, oh man, would, that's a TV. Movie I would be right such there. a baby now. So, those TV horror movies. Oh, and Disney did two movies called Mister Boogity and Bride of Boogity. Mm, that sounds out, familiar. This came out like eighty five or eighty six, and actually starred Richard Mazur, hey. who's in the miniseries of It. Holy cow! And uh, so TV horror movies was my only horror source. Gotcha. And if there was a particularly scary choose your own adventure book. My dad tried to cover my eyes at the end of Suburban Commando. <laughs> so this whole Kogan movie is a little bit too much for my snowflake. That's son. that's where my family was at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this action is too intense. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't like where this is going. I read on the box there would be adult <laughs> situations, but I didn't know we were going suburban commando. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So Anyways, for whatever reason, my parents... But I could read anything I wanted to and... and yeah. My parents Stephen encouraged and, it. Yeah. my So my dad's dental office in Healdsburg, California... Shout out. ...is literally across the street from the Healdsburg Public Library. So a big portion of my childhood, if I was getting... After Little League practice... I would walk to my dad's office and wait there for two hours for him to just drive me home. But I would spend those two hours in the library, and once I knew that Stephen King was a thing, 
I would read Stephen King books starting at like age 10 in the public library. You could take those home with you, you know. Well, I would You could have rented those. I was in a, bar run, I was a I boy five miles from his no, house <laughs> waiting to, for a lift. Uh, so I started, re- I, the thing that caught my eye was the Creepshow comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. actual comic book the Healdsburg Library had. And Stephen King was such an impressive, eye-popping horror moment. Because once I knew it was the scariest thing ever, mm-hmm. gave me nightmares worse than any movie, even though now, you know, it wouldn't. But then, to a nine-year-old, I was afraid to shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I was afraid of drains. Like, oh my god, this movie felt too plausible for something very unfamiliar to my life. Well, Stephen I didn't King, have a bad clown experience. I think that's the brilliance of the book, too, is that uh, it feels very familiar, even though it takes place... At- the kids are in the 50s yeah when this uh novel takes place they're adults in the 80s now that we're in 2019 the 80s are where the kids happen you know the present time is uh but it felt very relatable from the kids perspective and then it was very scary from Mm -hmm. the idea of the monster and the description of it and yeah the drains and that opening chapter where georgie is lured into the sewer drain by pennywise and that whole thing man just oh it's that uh, was a, it's a, very much like burned into my brain getting to that part and be like oh my god Ugh. it was really a step up in what i was afraid of <laughs> yeah, the other yeah. stuff was just like things are loud and i don't understand them whereas this was like it act it like again scared of the drains but at the same time i was so intrigued by this new horror that i found i we had it taped off of television mm-hmm. when it aired I still remember my dad's pencil writing on the VHS label. <laughs> it. <laughs> in like one Did he cor- do the big block letter? Like, it was, uh, it was capitalized. It was just like kind of off to the side of the tape. So it was this whole blank sticker on the front. And then at the end, it just said it. it. Uh, <laughs> I lent that tape to like six different friends at school. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of nine and ten year olds were watching this like fanged clown that scared the <laughs> hell out of me. But I couldn't. It was like the ring. I was passing it off on as many other kids as <laughs> I, I possibly gotta suffer, could. You're going with like me. forcing my sister to watch it, and she's freaking four or five, oh. you know. So I'm wrecking it for her too. It's you're, way worse for you're her. A bad brother. So, but then when I saw Stephen King's name at the library, there was like a whole row on this shelf that was just his books. Yeah. And instead of intimidating, he's written a few things. Yeah. By that point, <laughs> but instead of intimidating me, that was just like. There's so much more. Hmm. Like, what else of this could give me that same, like, pants-peeing but thrilling (laughs) experience like nine-year-old me watching it? So that was, like, literally my gateway. There you go. Into watching and reading horror. And as you said, for some reason, reading books and Stephen King has some filthy stuff. (laughs) my parents were just like wow our son's reading a 1200 page book they were just they were like cool with the uh you know it's good he's not uh rotting his eyes on video games at least he's not looking at dirty magazines yeah he's reading he's reading novels (laughs) our nine-year-olds reading novels and it was just this graphic bloody bad sex stuff like all all uh really formative year things yeah all because of stephen king so it as a as a franchise has really that was probably the first long long book I read mm-hmm. first big nightmare movie experience so 
Absolutely. It was big. Very memorable, yeah, reading it. And then, you know, eventually I saw the uh, miniseries, and it's a little hokey, but I love it. I mean, I it's think... It's definitely it, got some It suffers. It of, suffers from the era of the bad fashion and the bad hair. and That, and that just Vaseline-smeared lens look. <laughs> yeah, where, but, a lot, where some TV movies just look like soap operas. Yeah. It has has that kind of effect. But I think it does well in, in its version of the story, and, and uh, yeah, Pennywise yeah, is, a, enjoy, is a great bad you know, guy. I mean... Tim Curry uh, did what he did, you know. He's... The Tim Curry stuff is appropriately legendary. Yeah, it's probably exactly. one of the favorite. It's worthy film. of in a, in a movie that doesn't actually get acclaim. I think it's a movie that people all like, and a lot of pe- those people like it are just like, well, you know, it's not as good now, but yeah, everybody has that nostalgic fondness for it more than it being a great movie. And there's great scenes within it, and there's, uh, yeah, great moments. There's some genuinely good scares, even watching it with adult eyes. Yeah. And the Pennywise performance is super cool. <laughs> Especially the scene in the library where he's just making all these, like, hack, like, borscht belt jokes. Yeah. And doing, like, you're getting, like, a really, like, it's just such a weird thing to see on 1990 primetime television. It's so weird because yeah, he's got the big yellow pants. He's very colorful, and there's he's like making honking noises, and you know, yeah, it's very overdone when he wants to be. Yeah, but yeah, then it, they can turn it, and and he can give you a little threat there. Something that always bo- bugged me for some reason, I can't put my finger on why, is that he doesn't have a big fake red nose. Hmm. He just has more of a red painted normal nose. It's a little bulbous. But it's not like a full-on just like I have this rubber ball that I stick onto my face. Right, right. It's like a painted actual nose. And so it's that th- – and the when they do – they do a lot of really cool up-close shots where Pennywise's face is the only thing in the frame. Mm-hmm. And he has this like the thickest ever grease paint. Yes. It looks all practical – it looks much more mask-like than a paint on somebody's face. And that fakeness – makes it makes the character creepy er for me it really uh, there's something about the face paint even though mm-hmm. it's literally just a whole white face and a red nose but there's something oh and he's always got bloodshot eyes yes <laughs> for some reason that really grossed me out when i was nine <laughs> just like this gross you know, like, it just you know what's wrong these kind of yeah. jaundicey bloodshot eyes and just thick white paint so the design of the clown is really good and now I I think it's much more of a trope as we I think we've mentioned just to have like ooh clones are scary, right? It's it's way more overdone, which is why I thought when we heard about the announcement of the new the twenty seventeen one yes felt like a really tough hill because I think a lot I think it was oh uh, yeah clowns have pre played out and this movie is now twenty seven years old, you yeah. know it was it, it's. It's it's a movie that people had 27 years to get used to, and that can kind of make uh, it hard for a new movie to. Well, here's something slightly different. Yeah, and in that in that time, the Tim Curry performance has become kind of like iconic. Yeah, it's a so, it's a tough thing to fill. It's like whoever is going to be the next Hannibal Lecter. Right. You know, right. Mads Mikkelsen. That's a tough role to film, and Hannibal was pretty brilliant. But I think a lot of people had trouble accepting it. Sure. So it's tough to fill those kind of shoes, and this felt like that. 
It did, but that I felt a lot of hype going into this. Oh uh, yeah, and you know we've had a few episodes before about I, remakes and reboots, and I know I didn't really see this as a remake of the miniseries, but just a new adaptation. Yeah, its own thing. It's the first of a two-part movie, and uh, yeah, for some reason I feel like just Stephen King was hitting on the kind of in the in the crowd like it was just this resurgence of yeah you know, because of Stranger Things or because of sure kind of this throwback to 80s horror that people were kind of rediscovering or or just you know being like yeah i do love stephen king it's not a guilty pleasure to love stephen king he's a great novelist tells fun stories everybody likes him he's the best-selling author of it's this genre ever (laughs) it's kind of how i've noticed in the last i I won't linger too long on this analogy i swear but uh it's a now there's like Grateful Dead reviews on Pitchfork or uh-huh. something. You know, Grateful Dead are were like the uncoolest band by a lot of society to like. Like, definitely not hipsters. Sure. Now Grateful Dead is more of like a yeah, no, I guess they were better than some of the, you know they're getting a lot of credit. Right. And Stephen King people came around. Pre- yeah. So it was this band that was selling out ninety thousand seat stadiums, but it wasn't necessarily cool to like. Yeah. And Stephen King, it was almost the obvious choice. You loved everybody read these books. Everybody was into horror read them, but it wasn't always the coolest reference because, mm-hmm. of course, because we all read it. You aren't you original for reading King, and now there's almost this just like no wait he is the best like yeah he was formative in all every horror kids years absolutely and and I think maybe before 2017 there must have been a I'm trying to think now like there must have been some really at least decent Stephen King adaptations that were happening. Like, dude, the mist was well received. The mist, the mist has a huge, that has a very growing people love that popular. Um, yeah, it just, it was one of those things. But even where then that wasn't big when it came out. People, you know, were watching under the dome on, had a television sure. series. So he was just like in the eye. And then, but then to think that you're going to take on it, this well, kind of classic story. Also, yeah. That's the thing. The last 15 years of King, a lot of his, we we hit the point where all of the iconic we're doing stuff, under the dome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. By the by the end of the nineties, you already covered all of his iconic stuff. Right. Other than maybe uh the long mile. I mean that, that's that's iconic to fans. The yeah. average person isn't yeah, gonna know what that is. But, but yeah, all the iconic single novel, non short story ones, they've been covered. Yeah. People were well familiar with all that, so that's why you're saying the last 15 years, it's been post-Green Mile, it has been under the dome and that kind of stuff. Totally. Now it's been long enough that we're officially getting that we got Pet, Pet Cemetery again. Exactly. And, we you got... know, what, what are they going to do with Cujo? Because I'm sure they're doing Cujo. We're getting Gerald's Game on and Netflix, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. we now hit the lull, and now we're back to the throwback Absolutely. Like, we're back into King, everybody. We're back. And this is the big one. This is And this it. was one the first one that was like, oh shit, they're doing that. Yeah. And so the hype was definitely building. And I think a lot of people at first were kinda trepidatious. Because I don't know, man. I was into it. I, I remember being really hyped from the beginning, even seeing the trailers. I had no um I mean, it's one of those where you can't have an expectation of yeah. of them. Go- Obviously, they're not going to do the Tim Curry version. They gave Pennywise his you know own voice. I, I like Pennywise in the new movie, and uh-huh. I think I saw from the beginning that I was going to be into it. 
whether or not. It took me. It was a good movie. I was like, I'm going to be into this. My initial gut feeling was, oh boy. So, but but I know it changed quick. But at first, in my head, I was still thinking like, even though he's only in the movie for twenty ish minutes, Tim Curry is just pretty iconic. Absolutely. So I already thought it was. I think my initial instinct was like, tough shoes to fill. And what are they going to do? And then I was picturing just a bad carbon copy of Pennywise or them getting desperate and going the other way and mm-hmm. making him just like no we're gonna do a real Pennywise where he's just a serial killer <laughs> like I don't know I, my initial instincts were like Ugh, they're gonna try and out edge the TV movie but then once initial reports were like actually this is sounding really good then I immediately bought in it was like I wanted the excuse to really get excited and then I did yeah and I think we had talked about this earlier. This we were excited enough <laughs> that I think this was the start of us getting back into more seeing new movies opening weekend. That's not really our style typically. Exactly. Yeah, it was We get uh, together and watch a lot of movies. Right. But that's always just on our time. We either watch them when they've already been playing for a month, you know, and they're yeah. at the second run theater, Third Street. Or we see the cult nights, or a special thing. Yeah, here or and we there. watch five movies over at my house. Yeah, but going like yeah, Friday night late. You know, that's something I hadn't done since. Man, honestly, like the Lord of the Rings movies were the last ones where I was like, mine was seeing uh, that opening. Mine was Kill Bill Two. There you go. Like been a while. I loved the first one, but then I was like, I'm gonna be there opening night, and that was fifteen years ago. Yeah, I'm much more of like a. I've got an opening weekend gone to like a double feature uh but our group or just like you and me going we weren't ever friday night opening night kind of people well if you remember too that opening night for the first it two years ago which i can't believe it's been two years that was two years exact that particular screening was hosted by famous monsters yeah so it was like a cool event yeah so they were giving away some thing you you answered some trivia question I don't remember the question, but I, I don't won, remember I won either. like a graphic, which is cruel because one of the prizes was a lunchbox. Oh yeah, and you know my house is your lunchbox. Every box shelf fiend. is uh, yeah, You're every shelf has lunchboxes, and they had an obviously it didn't. It was an era replica. Yeah, it's an it lunchbox. It was an it lunchbox. Yeah, but it had a big old great site, big Pennywise panel. So instead, I win some graphic novel. Yeah. Oh, great. I needed another comic to not read. Yeah. Eric just actually took it and just threw it on the ground. <laughs> he just stomped on it once, kind of twisted his heel like he's putting a <laughs> yeah. cigarette out, and just went back to his seat. I really... It was, well, I strutted, it was awkward. It was awkward. back to my seat like I was Bruce Springsteen in the Trying to give people high fives, video. but nobody would look no at you. No five. Yeah. We were in the back fucking row. It was awkward. So, it was, uh, I misread uh, how much <laughs> I misread how much hubris I could pull off in that moment. Uh, I read the room entirely wrong. Uh, you live, you learn. You know, you live, you learn. Right? Yeah, I got uh, a lot of substance abuse. Oh, issues. you were very gracious. It was fun. We were way so, up but it was the, like a big event. It was like packed. It was sold out. It was before they had yeah, the recliner literally one hundred percent sold out. So, so there was like two hundred people. Yeah. that were all. That was really our first, like, man, this is, every single person there was, like, amped to see it. It was like, uh, I guess I had not really ever had that, oh, I'm seeing Avengers kind of experience where people are cheering battles. I've never had that for, like, a new movie. Every time time. I try to do that with a movie, like, it just, I'm the only one there, and 
I remember that with the uh, I was feeling a lot of enthusiasm for the first uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, the, the, the Guillermo del Toro robots and uh, oh. aliens movie. Oh, I was like, yeah, fest. and then I'm like sitting there pretty much by myself in the theater like eh, oh well <laughs> didn't do so well on opening night i guess anyways if i've had a few drinks on a uh, cult night and the and the mood is right i think we, <laughs> i think we've done pretty well with some uh oh yeah some timed barbs we but, get you know, hyped but this was like a new movie we are hyped and now we've done it a bunch now we've seen several movies opening night several horror ones it's been a good uh, two years but of and this was movies. the start of that uh, reignited passion for totally. us and so the room was hyped and i came away really loving it this is a spoiler alert i loved both it movies both it yeah yeah I'm, i have seen both uh we're just talking one today you'll get the next one next we'll get week. the next patience sec part two is the new um, we've yeah. just watched that and I thought they crushed this franchise, and I love this first movie. I quite enjoyed the first movie. I don't know if I would say I loved it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I loved uh, the acting in it. I, I thought, uh, like I said earlier a little bit, I loved what Bill Skarsgård did with Pennywise. Yeah. He made it his own voice. Pennywise felt very much more like a childhood imagination of a clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monster was much more... Uh, Sinister in in kind of the underlying way that that opening scene in the uh, sewer with him and Georgie. Oh yeah. Uh, you know his I eye. Love him, the, I love the way him. the eyes are illuminated. You know, in the darkness was very cool and just it was just very you know that because that is an iconic scene. Him in the oh, sewer sure. getting well, the kid. I love kid. that's how. So I, that was like the big first comparison to me. Like and I, I love that, that, do, that the uh, the new movie was bold enough to to open with a you know such a tight comparative scene before right. doing its own more of its own thing yeah i mean you got to have that scene though that's mm-hmm. that's uh that's the cover of the book in most cases oh yeah so the, the uh, so, sewer drain and the paper boat yeah very iconic stuff i was really excited this is not a uh you know a hard line for me but i admit uh-huh. i was really excited especially about this movie when i found out it was going to be r sure very easily could have been this ended up doing huge money right oh an yeah. r-rated movie oh yeah this was like uh over 100 million like opening yeah opening. yeah so yeah i obviously they made the right choice but they very easily could have made the wrong choice and mm-hmm. i like that they didn't panic and be like no no no, we got to cut it and make it pg-13 because i thought it being that extra bit of violent that you knew was possible made it scarier because it added for me an element of like what could happen that wouldn't mm-hmm. have necessarily been there if it was PG thirteen. Right. I'm trying to remember. Was it, it was probably just for language, though, right? Like uh, there's some pretty there's some, some pretty good gore. There's kid some gets good his gore arm ripped off. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> the kid gets his arm ripped in three minutes, and there's also intense uh, sexual abuse language, you know, implied mm-hmm. kind of thing, and uh, there's. Some intense. It's, a, it's 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 there's a lot of adult situations, and I think for the, about being a bunch of kids. <laughs> I think the the probably the true reason for that are why this stuff's so intense is because they got age appropriate kids. Very yeah. important. You know, you don't get a lot of as many movies today about kids in horror situations. That was a much more common eighties nineties. Yeah, thing. all the kids are pretty good in this movie. So this is all this. I I love. It was a powerful take on the horrors of childhood. 
Right. I think that's what they best captured was Mm -hmm. the way that the uh, creature is attacking each of these kids is by kind of somehow knowing their deep fears. Yeah, they're and, everybody's and deepest that. fears exploited, which um, is I thought was for me is really powerful. Which is great and it's all obviously it's uh great in the book as well, but uh yeah, the way they did it was very good and sometimes I feel like it seemed a little childish, but you're looking at it through child's eyes and mm-hmm. uh so it made sense. Yeah. When it was kind of like a little over over the top maybe or like you're like why is that weird painting of a person scaring the you know the young jewish guy uh stanley yeah um like maybe that doesn't scare me but you get why it scares him because it's this deeper seated you know thing that he's confronted with this painting in his dad's (laughs) office and it goes further than i've like uh i think i i've been kind of accused of it feels like a uh an easy way out defense of this because like uh, I've talked to a couple of people who didn't think it was very scary, and I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, I didn't like some of the scares, and I was like, yeah, but it wasn't necessarily supposed to scare me. And I got, like you said, I got why it scared this individual kid. Right. I'm sure there's a way to do that so it's scary for everyone, mm-hmm. and maybe it didn't always do that. But I really thought it did its... I thought that it had value within the story it was telling. Right. I, I thought it really matched up these little fears from these. From That's the what kids. I mean. It was appropriate. Uh huh. And I think the first movie has got some genuinely tense and scary moments mm-hmm. that are are worth. Seeing. I think there's a well. What it does, I think it does really well. And I almost think that they specifically made some of the Pennywise moments more cartoony. Mm-hmm. You know, with like his head getting bigger and misshapen, and you know, different stuff that felt a little more Bugs Bunny. Right. Almost. That I, scene where he comes out of the projector that, screen I think feels very Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, but that projector screen scene, we saw that. What a good, oh, good that, scare. Oh, that jumped me you big. Do, you do not expect him to come out ten times his normal size coming yeah. out of that wall. You yeah. know something's going to pop what you saw out. Coming. I didn't expect something big to pop out. Yeah, like, exactly. So I love that kind of moment. And I think they almost made him more Bugs Bunny to really hit home how dark and sadder the real things they are that they're afraid of Mm. are like the girl's father that she's afraid of holy god right you know even eddie's overbearing mother just like oh geez being this kind of hypochondriac super weird relationship parent stuff weird relationship with your parents that's like a that's a scary (laughs) thing you know not just a weird relationship but an unhealthy parent right. relationships so seeing that kind of stuff is like oh yeah that is shitty or then these bullies that are among the scariest bullies on film i think yeah the bowers gang is uh way too intense those, are, those, are <laughs> those kids need to settle down yeah it's it's one of those where i'm like why why are you so angry <laughs> what happened and then you know he's you know he's being abused by his dad but yeah the the bullying stuff was definitely something that stood out to me reading the book as a kid yeah, the that bullies felt in the so book, relatable. Like, there's a, that's scary stuff, man. So and, there's like um, 25 minutes in the book of, and this is in this movie where they're where Bowers like cuts Ben's stomach. Yep. And then Ben like pushes off the hill and gets away. In the book, that's like 20 pages of a freaking John Rambo death hunt, where this kid is d- escaping death four different times hmm. and has to hide like under a slightly tipped over tree root. 
Yeah. While the ba- and it's like, geez, he becomes John Rambo in this scary, <laughs> like, this bully's going to murder him. Yeah. The book no, is you definitely like, get that. The book details this like potential murder in horrifying, desperate ways, and so oh gosh, the bullies in this are the level of bully that is over the top, but somehow not implausible. Right, right. Just like bullies, kids don't know their limits always. Right, and, and the they, feeling of kind of the you know, especially that scene where Bowers has got Ben and. The, the, you know the car passes by and the people don't do anything to help and you know the the oh yeah the, that the, was sad you know just Ugh. the isolation you feel as a loser when you're a kid you know is something that was just very uh yeah that came across great the the losers club and how all these kids are maligned and on their own they're nothing but they come together they got you know they toss the rocks back and um yeah yeah it's it's a good that first movie they really they put this crowd, the the crew together in a, in a great I really way. Liked, and, I really liked the cast. Yeah. I, I really, I I have a real soft spot for kids and teen based adventure movies. Sure, like because well, we grew up on them. Right? I, yeah, that was much more of a staple. It felt like yeah, yeah of of the era we grew up. Well, the Goonies, right? Is yeah. is the Losers Club exactly? It's a, any kind of movie like that. And those those movies were just yeah, just stuff we were raised on. And it's not really a movie that comes out as much now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think of something like Super Eight. I really loved Super Eight. That came out eight years ago. It made good money at the box office. It had you know Spielberg and J.J. Abrams involved. People don't talk about Super Eight. Yeah, that's that fun. Eight years later, that was, but even then, it was a throwback to the eighties. Uh-huh. For you know, uh, but even but yeah, so fun movie. Yeah, so it's just not really a thing. Even when it's successful, still, we get a different kind of that now. Mm-hmm. It's not you know, it's more teens as superheroes, not teens going on freaking bike rides looking for treasure. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's like what if a teen has a superpower? That's way more common now, and I don't like it as much. Yeah. And I mean the you gotta like the kids if this movie's gonna work. You know you can't just have kids getting scared by Pennywise. Yeah. And the relationships between the kids are are good. They're pretty believable. There's that complicated kind of Bev and Ben and Bill triangle, <laughs> the triple B triangle going well, on. So, and, but uh, unashamedly, yeah. my favorite thing about the movie is Beverly. Mm. She is so good. That was such great casting. That was the first time I'd seen that actress. I think Sophia Lily. That sounds Sophia, about something right. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Lillis, maybe. Lillis. That yeah. might be it. Since then, her. she uh, she played young Amy Adams in HBO's Sharp Objects. Oh, okay. I've seen her in a couple other things. So, But this was my introduction to her. And Beverly Marsh, I'm telling you, I wasn't bullied so much, but I did have crushes on girls <laughs> and beverly marsh oh my god 13 year old me would have thought beverly marsh was the coolest yeah and i thought this right. girl was a cool 13 year old which is like a tough role to inhabit it's an awkward time for for a lot of us it's awkward and, for me hearing this right now for oh, me. No, okay. just <laughs> <laughs> no but it, she the casting was so good and it was some i i don't always love young actors you know but i and it's a tough thing for a kid to be act like oh this kid acts like a thirty five year old it's weird right and so she had to be both so cool to these losers but also go through those scenes with her father mm-hmm. which are some of the darkest 
weirdest stuff. On like I don't know those those really bothered me. Right, right. And I think it was because she was her emotions were so great and the fear she showed. Ugh, she really got me into this movie. Uh, she was so good in it. So I came out of that movie loving it. I thought it delivered so much more than I was expecting, and I was excited for it. And then uh, recently, I got to see it again. Uh huh. They played. I, it. I, I, I did watch it again mm-hmm. semi recently myself, and enjoyed it much more the second time. Actually, yeah. So I think I came out kind of the high vote when we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> initially, I got really into it, uh, and thought it was just not just a great horror movie. I thought it was one of the it was one of my favorite movies of that year. And I th- so I think, yeah, I probably liked it more than other people. But I think some of that is just how much I like the kids and how much it it gave me a really good... Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. You know how much I like them kids? Hey, man, you're saying it. I'm not... <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, come on. Come on, guys, come on. The It gave me such good visuals of the book I really had fond memories of. Like, it really found... The location shooting was really great. And the colors were like... Like I said, that TV movie, which we watch and we have a fondness for, is so gauzy. Yeah. It's so... The whole movie looks like it's constantly under a fuzz of that that Vaseline layer. Talking about that TV movie dull. Right. And this was like seeing dairy in that HD. And you're seeing the culverts and the canal. But also the barrens. Like, ugh. I just love how it popped. Mm-hmm. this movie and all these visuals of stuff that I that could have been confusing in the book describing the system of canals under dairy and describing how the barons hit this one all that stuff I was finally getting the eyeful of it that I really wanted and so I was just way into all of it from the beginning there you go I, was really I agree excited. no I agree I was into it and watching it again I really got more into um, why Pennywise was scary to the kids and the final scene where they go after him in the sewers is great stuff. And yeah, I, and I think I it led to what, a... I love the effect that they give him with the mouth opening up and the monster kind of... Yeah, the, the hint at the monster that's there, even though you don't really see it in full. the deadlights effect was really cool with yeah. Beverly's eyes going just white. Well, she, you know, I thought that was right. done really effectively now that they had a non-TV movie budget. Yes. And a couple of the, the scares leading up to it uh, I thought were really solid. Once they're really confronting Pennywise and they go to that old well house. Right, the house on Kneebolt or whatever, uh-huh. right? Yeah, that's a great scene I, I'm, where they're I'm not finally a... confronting him kind of as a group. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a big like haunted house guy, haunted right. house movie guy. Yeah. But I, I was a total sucker for all the room full of clowns. Yes, yes. Like that kind of stuff I was totally buying into and just I thought it was handled in a really fun way. That scene's got kind of one of my favorite things about the movie that I really loved the second time watching it was how um was when pennywise pouts or pretends to pout and there's a scene in that kneebolt house where he turns to bill and he's like i'm not real enough for you yeah it kind of like he's hurt like he's hurt his feelings or whatever i just love that little play that he gives that yeah uh, emotion and then we get a lot of that in chapter two that happens i was gonna say that kind of happens a lot more in chapter two where he's uh but that's but I just love the way that he, uh, as the monster, was interacting with the kids, trying to sucker them into, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, it was much more effective the second time watching it rather than just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now they're fighting a clown, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so I guess 
there were a lot of revelations that I wasn't expecting that I saw in It Chapter 2 that we will get to. The movie takes turns that I wasn't totally expecting because mm. It Chapter 2, I've, I saw it twice this past week, is off the rails in a couple ways that I was not expecting Ooh. after seeing one, but I'm into it. Excellent. And so I, uh, yeah, I, I was just overall, though, the first It. 2017 really delivered good for me i was really into it but had no idea what was yet to come (laughs) we'll leave it there we'll catch up with it chapter two next time yes two parts we will uh talk to you next week until then (laughs) it's come to this